Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And we are talking about how to recession-proof your business. And without any further delay, Julie, let's jump in right into part one. You got it. So part one and point one is labeled steps to take now. So if you're taking notes, now's the time to get going. Point number one, be introspective. What are your actual beliefs about a recession? What about a changing market? What do you think or feel about inflation? Do you believe that your own personal economy will be better or worse? Are you stuck in analysis paralysis, waiting around to see what happens? Are you feeling like deer in the headlights? Well, decide today that you won't just survive in the new market, but that you will thrive because of it. So here's some facts to back that up. What are we talking about, this transitioning, changing, possible recession market? Here's the facts. Days on the market are increasing. Prices are inflating slash appreciating. That is slowing. It's not the same pace as it used to be. Competitive offers are less common. So monitor your own market daily using your MLS hot sheet to know what I call what's hot and what's not. Now, it's really important for all of you to be very clear in your head, even if the number of total transactions in 2023 drops to, say, for example, 4.4, 4.3, 4.6 million, that's going to be still Um, remember, it's take that number and multiply it times two, because that's really what you're looking at as far as potential paychecks for real estate professionals. And if the average commission is going to be upwards to $10,000 to $12,000, there's still plenty of money to be earned. Now, here's something else. I know this is going to be a shock for many of you, but if you've only been in the business for 15 years or less, which is 74% of you, not just who listen to this podcast, but in the real estate industry in a whole, you've never sold real estate in anything other than a, uh, I'd say, artificially enhanced seller's market. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean interest rates were low, um, mortgage, though mortgages were tougher to get than pre-housing crash, they're certainly not as hard as they were, say, for example, during the housing crash because banks you know, were putting on overlays and whatnot. But you've only sold real estate when everyone wanted to buy real estate because owning a home, any home, multiple homes was like essentially winning in the golden ticket in Willy Wonka. Yes, and also fueled by COVID-era fear of missing out and a newfound freedom of being able to work anywhere that you want. There is so much fuel behind a hot seller's market. Whether you knew it or not, the wind was very much at your back during this previous market, and it still can be. You just have to decide to move direction and be at where the wind is at your back. So if you're feeling the wind is blowing at you, to take this analogy probably mm, too far, possibly you are going to just simply need to pivot and realize that no matter what direction all the things that Julie rattled off are going, you still can be incredibly successful. And here's the irony of all this. You can actually be more successful now because it's so difficult for so many people to make a change and actually to pivot to embrace the new market. So just be very clear. The greatest fortunes of business owners, men and women, have always been made during their greatest times of change. So Julie, point number two. Yes, point number two. And this is an action step, very specific. Know your magic number. That is the number of active listings that you must have at all times to meet or exceed your monthly financial goals. Why? Because some of those listings will sell and you'll certainly get buyer sides from the fact that you have active listings. That is called your personal magic number of listings. Know what that is and embrace the fact that it will need to be higher as the days on the market increase. 
Fortunately, though, the more listings you have, the more you'll generate an endless supply of buyer leads as well as listing leads. So here's an example, and this is hot off the presses from our hair certified coaches, Premier Coaching. I'm talking to my coaching clients about this. If you listed three homes per month last year and sold all of them in 30 days or less, which is how it was going for a long time, you'll now need to double that number of listings to close the same three deals, uh, but that should say per month, not per year. Why? Longer days on the market, fewer showings, and buyers have more listings to choose from. So if your previous magic number was list three, sell three, lather, rinse, repeat in a very short time frame, now you're probably going to have to carry six listings to sell and close those three per month. So the hardest part of a transitioning market, Julie and I have been through arguably four or five of these in our career, is not necessarily um, you know your psychology as much as it is the psychology of consumers in general. And you're going to have a lot of sellers that are still emotionally attached to the idea that their homes are you know rapidly appreciating when they're frankly going to be still appreciating, inflating by five or six percent opposed to twenty yes. percent. And some of them are just going to have to have a you know essentially the market beat on them a little bit to let them know the reality of it. You're going to have a lot of buyers that are going to be very nervous. Do I want to catch a falling knife? In other words, their fall price is going to fall. There's there's a lot of misinformation out there about the direction the home values are going to go. And we talked about this in the podcast series we just finished. Um, so bottom line is, is there's really no indication that there's going to be any kind of meaningful um, housing crash or even a meaningful drop in actual selling prices. There will be, and obviously are, a significant drop in asking prices. There still is going to be a very strong housing market that's going to last for a long damn time, years and years, because there's so many people that want to buy homes. Do not allow yourself to be manipulated by the, frankly, very manipulative and politically minded news stories that are, for whatever reason, trying to get all of us to believe that we're all going to be living, um, you know, in, in, caves. In, in caves and, you know, all the rest of it. It is ridiculous. But guess what? You know, you live long enough, you're going to go through enough of these cycles where you're going to see every time when the tides start to turn and there's any word of a recession or anything like that, there are people that seem to really love bad news and it is yeah, bizarre. I like the drama. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll remind you guys this, if you've heard me say this before, but it's really important you get this really clear in your head. Diana Olick on CNBC, she's the, she's a perfect example. You go to CNBC and you read the housing headlines and you read the Diana, the headlines that are on Diana, Diana's stories and they sound awful. <laughs> like, I mean, they're horrible. I mean, they're well written if you're, you know, for the intent of clicking and causing fear. But then you read the content of her, her articles and they're obviously written by her and they're clear and they're concise and they're balanced. And factual. Wh whoever is writing her headlines is obviously writing the headlines and choosing the words based on clicks. So just be, you know, very, very uh, introspective. If you find yourself, Julie's point number one, being attracted to negative headlines and negative news, and you're seeking out that type of information, not just with regards to home values, but life in general, how's that working out for you? What's that doing for your mindset? What's that doing for, frankly, your willingness to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level? What if all the bad news, what if all the doomsaying death headlines and all this other Mickey Mouse that's out there is the exact opposite of what you're going to experience? Because here's the thing. You will have less competition in a marketplace like this because so many agents are going to be stuck in the mud with that essentially the, that emotional you know, mosh pit, basically. And they're frankly not going to have the skill set to know what to do in a marketplace like this. And you're going to have sellers 
they're going to start, you know, firing their agents because the agents mm -hmm. didn't get the home sold. If you have listings now and you're not getting those listings sold, you're absolutely positively going to need to really dust off your skill set. It's not just simply about lowering the prices because in a marketplace like this, it's obviously price condition and location. But if you're not working in the seller psychology, they will fire you just out of spite, relist it at a lower price with another agent and have the house sell. And, you know, the reason that they didn't list it with you is because they didn't like how you said something or didn't say something. You've got to learn how to be, uh, you know, there's an art and a science to working with clients in general, but especially sellers in a market like this. The thing that makes me the most excited for all of you, there has not been a better time in at least the last 15 years to become a listing agent. For all the reasons I just stated, and about a thousand more. So just keep your mind very clear to that. Point number three, Julie. Yes, good good lead into point number three, which is this: focus one hundred and ten percent of your energy on being the dominant listing agent in your marketplace. What skills do you need to upgrade or even develop in the first place, or maybe even polish to accomplish being the dominant listing agent in your marketplace? Well, here's how you can tell. How confident are you in the following four situations? This will tell you where you need to do the work. First one is a listing opportunity with a seller who you don't already know or have some connection to. In other words, some people would call that a colder appointment, right? So how confident are you with that? Next situation, a listing opportunity where the accurate price is not the same as the seller's aspirational price. So more pricing skill. Next one, a listing opportunity where you are actually competing for reals. And last but not least, a listing that you've already got, but it's not selling. How are you going to do in those situations? These are all very specific skills necessary in today's new market. Now, just to kind of help you see uh, how easy it is or really how clear the path is for, for you to move forward and become a listing agent, when you join Premier Coaching, and you can join Premier Coaching for free by texting the word Premier to 47372, text the word Premier, P-R-E-M, IER to 47372, or just go to premiercoaching.com. We're going to give you information that is going to put you in an advantageous, uh, co you know, competitively speaking, position in the marketplace. What you want to realize is that because of this market, there's more opportunity for you to become a listing agent. Here, I'll prove it to you guys. Uh, will FISBOs be more apt to list their houses quicker than before or not even try to FISBO? Uh, whereas maybe in the past seller's market, they knew they could sell it themselves or at least have mm -hmm. a high likelihood of of selling it themselves will expired uh, will sellers will expired sellers do what they've been doing during the past sellers market enlist it with anybody because of the fact they knew the house was going to sell itself no matter what or are they going to be more careful and selective who they list it with you guys see the advantages you can have here so if you have a great pre-listing pack if you've got a you know a four-month seller communication plan or a 12-week seller communication plan which julie's going to talk about first thing tomorrow if you've got a system in place to not just get the listing sold, but psychologically care and feed that seller to the point where they're thrilled with you during the whole process yeah. because you set realistic expectations. Look, you might get lucky and have a house sell in 24 hours, but for the most part, you're going to see your listings are going to take 60, 90, 120 days to sell. Now, Julie talked to earlier about the real estate magic number. When you join Premier Coaching, uh, this is the first thing that you absolutely positively must do is download the real estate treasure map. And within the real estate treasure map is the formula where you figure out your magic number. And I'll just summarize it, but you've got to go through the math. You've got to know your days in the market. And you basically market absorption and things like that. Let's say, for example, you have to earn $20,000 a month. And let's say you want to do it off selling listings. And let's say your average commission is $10,000 for every listing you sell. 
Well, you're going to want to have a certain number of listings in your inventory at all times that you know statistically, on average, at least one or two will sell per month, more than covering your personal and business overhead. You guys get it? That's the secret uh, that, frankly, if you get, once you emotionally attach yourself to that, you will become a billion times more powerful because that is called what we call the magic number. So some people, if their average sale price is super high and their commission is really nice, they're obviously going to have a magic number that's lower. I'm sorry that, yeah, it's their lower. magic number of right. li listings might be three or four. Whereas if you're selling something, your average sale price is 150, maybe you're going to need 25 or 30 listings at all times to hit your magic number. But once you know what it is, and it is a formula, it, there's a formula we give you to figure it out. Then you work towards accomplishing and maintaining that magic number of, form, uh, of listings at all times. That So some of you are conditioned to think, well, I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to get five listings and I'm going to sell for the rest of the year. What you want to do is you want to work your ass off, get up to five listings, and then when two or three of them sell, always be in motion of replacing them because your goal is to always maintain your magic number of listings, not fall below. You guys get it? That's how you actually have dominance, not just in the marketplace, but in your financial situation, your emotional situation. You might have really anxious days. You will, I promise you. Uh, you might have days where everything feels like it's going the wrong direction. Those things happen in a recession. But what's going to happen is you're going to feel comfortable and confident because you have your magic number of listings. And you know that you pretty much automatically, one or two are going to sell every single month and you're going to be financially fine. That means you'll have five listings at all times or whatever your number is, and you're going to have two in contract at all times. It means you're going to have $20,000 pending at all times. And so what does your life become? It becomes building up to the magic number of listings and then always be replacing the ones as they Quickly. sell. Quickly. And we teach you how to do that. That is the essence of our coaching program, what I just described. It is. And it is ultimate control. So many of you are wandering around in the wilds of real estate, especially in a transitioning market, feeling like you're absolutely out of control. And I, I feel that that is exacerbated right now in a transitioning market. Why? Because occasionally you have something that sells right away still, and it feels like a hot market. And that was confirmation bias. Oh, it's still okay. Everything's all right. And then tomorrow's listing, you put it on just like you did the last one. And this weekend, you don't get a single showing. Right. And so next weekend, you try an open house. And only one couple shows up and they don't buy it. So that's very confusing and well, it can make you feel like you have no control. Well, there are markets where we have coaching clients where we're seeing a complete reversal of activity where they'll have, for example, Julia's telling about one of her Canada clients, John Walkinshaw. Yes. And so John typically has how many listings? Uh, typically maybe seven to 12. I say on average, he carries at least 10 actives and these are beautiful, high end, nice properties. So 10 to 12 listings at all times. John is a, uh, a very good proactive lead generator. And so he knows that when he has that many listings, I don't know his magic number. I don't know really what what's rising. Well, right. Exactly. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Right. So he knew during a seller's market when he had say 10 listings at all times, probably five were going to be in contract. At least. Yeah. And he was making at least, I mean, I know how much money he makes. Yeah. So he's making really good money. Absolutely. You know, so he probably had, like I said, five or six in contracts at all times. Yep. Now he has to now double the magic number of listings he has. To sell the same units. Excel the same units and have the same cash flow. That's called reality. John doesn't screw around with that. John showed up to his private coaching call with Julie and told her I need to double my magic number of listings. Well, that's right. And so 
think about how counterintuitive that can be when his days on the market is stretching out and he's having to talk to his sellers more frequently. So the, the thing that is challenging is that's counterintuitive. Why would I want more of that? Well, you want more of that because the magic number works. That's why it's called the magic number. And it is very scalable. So, you know, there were years when we were selling real estate where it took us 30 actives to have eight to 10 pendings. Yep. You know, so that's where your skill comes from. That's why we have the 12-week seller communication plan. Many of you are confused by what do you really say? I mean, how, what, what do you say to a seller on the third weekend it didn't sell? Well, what they say is, why would I want a bunch of listings if they're not going to sell? Because you are in the real estate business, and the best way to have leverage in the real estate business is by creating leverage with listings. The buyers leverage you. You, are, you yes. have leverage when you have the listings. And now, like I said, this is the best time to become a listing agent in at least the last 15 years. This is what Premier Coaching primarily focuses on. That and obviously lead generation. We teach you how to do you know, what we call proactive lead generation and passive lead generation. We teach you how to build your teams and your branding and your marketing and all the rest of it. But right now, entering into an economy like this, please listen to your coach or your future coaches. You've got to keep it practical. You've got to keep it tactical. You have to stay drilled down and you have to focus on things that are going to put money in your pocket in 90 days or less. And if you are thinking about long-term projects, I'm going to build this, I'm going to build that, you're going to go broke because this market will suffer no fools and you're losing out on one of the best opportunities. Like if you want to build, and Julie and I love creative, you know, expression mm -hmm. in our real estate, or when we sold real estate, but now in our coaching business, we love doing the fun stuff like YouTube videos. Sure. And we love, you know, all that Mickey Mouse. We love doing all of it. It's fun. It's creative. But we also know it's not going to lead just like we knew when we sold real estate. It does not lead directly to a transaction. It reinforces the probability of doing a transaction, but very rarely leads to a transaction, especially if you want to be a dominant listing agent. So get yes. your skills on. Join Premier Coaching. We can, uh, we're allowing you to join right now for free. Text the word Premier to 47372 or go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting, message and data rates might apply. Julie, next point. Yes, point number four, accept and embrace the fact that you will have more complex conversations about pricing and market conditions. Master those scripts because nobody else is going to. There is such a thing as price reduction scripts. <gasps> oh my gosh, what a shocker, right? Seller communication Here's scripts. Here's an advanced one. Never say lower the price to a seller. That will most certainly have them hate you. So yeah, you know why there's more for sale by owners right now? Because of that, they they you can turn a listing into a FISBO. And I think that's oh, yeah. like the worst real estate sin ever. But the, the because the for sale by owners will say, the only time I heard from them was they, they just kept on asking me to lower the price. They never said anything else. So what you do is you have to change your approach. You have yes. to say things like uh, one of our copywritten scripts, Mr. Seller, uh, we need to reposition the house in the market so that it more correctly reflects the buyer's expectations. That is a hell of a lot nicer way of saying than lower the price. Slash that and price. There's, there's so many little nuanced approaches with all the things that you need to learn how to say that will result in you taking a listing and having a listing when it's sold. Oh boy, should we share with them the big secret? I don't know if they're ready for it yet. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I do. Okay. Yep. So here's the biggest secret of real estate if you want to be a listing agent. Write this down. If you say, if anyone accuses me of saying this in front of tens of thousands of people, I'll deny it. Yep. Write it, write it in super secret ink. <laughs> okay. Super secret ink that'll basically, uh, you know, basically uh, disappear in yes. 20 seconds. Here it is. The secret to being a successful listing agent in 2023 and for the rest of your life is having the listing when it sells.
Okay. Personally having it. Yes. Exactly. Personally have the listing when it sells. A lot of you, unfortunately, are finding out the hard way. You should have joined Premier Coaching last year when you took those six listings and basically now you're looking down the barrel of having all of them expire on you. The sellers won't lower the prices because they're resentful because they, you know, have all well, kinds Well, they feel you overpromised them. Or whatever. And this all started with how you approach sellers in a marketplace like this. So even if you are licking your wounds from some failed listings, don't worry about it. You know, you can still make the most of this market because of this market. What we're telling you, we're not trying to motivate you and rah, rah, rah you. We're telling you what's called the truth. We're truthing you. This market is for people who have skills and who are willing to actually quickly adapt to the new market. Point number five. Yes. Point number five, increase your level of communication on all levels, leads, prospects, clients, active listings, pending and past clients. You cannot over-communicate in a changing market. And I really believe that that is a way of life you should have no matter what type of market it is. Try to over-communicate because what happens when a client or a prospect doesn't hear from an agent? Are they thinking good things about you? Well, having sold real estate at a high level for a long period of time, <laughs> I know fully well why you don't want to call a seller uh, who, you know, you haven't sold their house yet because you don't want them to hit you with the, what have you done for me lately conversation? Yes, that's their script. And the, right. So the reason that you are sometimes facing a seller who's adversarial to you is because you did not set the relationship up appropriately when you took the listing. Yep. You did not set realistic expectations. So they don't know what to expect uh, other than the house should have sold like it would have sold last year in 22 seconds. You have set yourself up for failure because you did not do the right thing when you take the listing. That's the reason you guys need to get your skills on. You will have an unfair advantage. You will be able to go out and take listings and that other agents failed at selling. You will list them most times at the same price, not even have that better of pictures or description, but you will sell them. We had, and our coaching clients have had so many experiences like this. And I don't, again, the, the seller psychology is weird. But you will find, or you are finding, if you are a listing agent that's experiencing this, the sellers will actually do not do the things that are in their own best interest out of spite. They're like children. They are because they're confused and nobody's yep. really coaching them properly. So, that, you know, like I said, if they're not hearing from you with good scripts, good communication skills, leading the way and setting the example of what should be going on, well, they can and sometimes will turn on you. And you don't want that. You can't afford to do that. Think about from this perspective. You're sitting there with a listing that you haven't called in two weeks because you don't know what to say and you're freaking out. Well, I'll guarantee you they're freaking out too. And you did a CMA. You probably previewed property before you went to that listing presentation. You might even, even have had to compete for that listing. And now it's at risk because you're afraid to talk to the seller. Well, guess what? In coaching, we teach you a 12-week seller communication plan. That's going to be point number six that we're going to do tomorrow. And it walks you through exactly what you say, 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 call, call, call to your sellers every single week. What I did is I would every Friday, and Julie had her listings and I had mine, is we would sit down every Friday and we frankly would uh, follow our 12-week seller communication plan and you know constantly modify it when we found better things to say. That way the sellers never felt like we had forgotten about them. Like you, you didn't care. If you think you're going to delegate this to a CRM or a drip campaign or a bunch of TikTok videos or even an assistant, you will be fired 100% of the time. All it's going to take is a seller to go to a PTA meeting which you, oh, were yeah. at, which you were at the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Or go to have their hair done or go to the dog park and they're going to trip over 14 realtors who are going to do nothing but 
you know, put bugs in your ear. Why hasn't your house sold yet? When was it, the last time you heard from your agent? Isn't your agent doing blah, 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 blah? In other words, they're going to poison that seller against you. And the seller is going to be apt to be poisoned because of the fact that they're building resentments against you anyway, because you have not been communicating with them. Good way to get fired or have an expired. That's right. You know, the other thing that we talk about a lot in coaching is different strategies when you're going through this type of a transitioning market. So let's bring uh, John Walkinshaw in Canada back. You know, he is going to uh, be doing some reverse offers, the seller's offer from the showings he has had. He's going to create seller's offers to those buyers, especially if they're a second buyer, something like that. Let's hold off till tomorrow to talk about that even more because we want to give them some specific strategies for those agents who are sitting on inventory that's not selling yes. so we can help them be profitable and not lose those listings. That's right. So let's do that tomorrow when we you have more it. time. In the meantime, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals. The numbers uh, are going through the roof. The number of people that are downloading and listening and the number one reason that that is happening is because you guys are referring or essentially, you know, sharing. Yeah, the podcast with other agents and our YouTube channel is taking off as well. The YouTube channel is picking up like thousands of subscribers every single month. It's because this information is practical and tactical and it's putting you in a position where you're confident that you can go out there and help people and make money. That's what this market is all about. Thank you for uh, continuing to make this number and listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals. We will talk with you and we'll talk with you tomorrow. And please do continue to like and subscribe the show. Any comments, any questions, easiest way to reach us is going to be, frankly, you can just text me at 512-758-0206, or you can message us over on Instagram. And while you're there, do give us a follow. Have a great day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.